Hey, this is Elon. I'm on the pit lane. Look at this. You're not gonna believe it, but George Russell said you're watching Best of Five. Welcome to Best of Five, your weekly FGC talk show. I know the lineup is a little off. Sharpie's a little taller than me tonight, but that's okay. She is big in stature. Um, not and physically. Small in but... hatred. Wow, okay. I'm also average size, I'll have all of our listeners know. Oh, I'm no. very modestly sized. I'm not saying you're small. I'm saying I'm a bigger gentleman. That's all I'm saying. So, so people who, who are watching us for the first time tonight, and then they see us offline in an event, they might think, "Oh, wow!" Uh, Sharpie's such a big personality. She is a big personality, and Steve, they'll they'll think I'm like four foot eight <laughs> and three hundred seventy five pounds. I, well, I wouldn't say that. But they don't got to know that, though. That's the thing. <laughs> Um, welcome. This is Best of Five, your weekly FGC talk show. Um, I am Steve Jurek, aka Ace King Offsuit. Uh, she is the very talented Purple Sharpie. I'm purple. She's purple. Um, we are normally joined by Elon, our fearless leader. Uh, however, he is at home recovering. From what he claims is a weekend spent at the uh, U.S. Grand Prix, Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. I'm not so sure that's what he happened. left us the moment he had an opportunity to see some fast cars, fast rides, and fast. Mm-hmm, you know, like he was like, "I'm out." Of the show, but not seriously. Um, I had previously prepared a sketch very shortly mocking Elon for not being here. Unfortunately, as I was a little bit tardy myself, I didn't have time to render it. But trust and believe, we will have it for you next week with Elon here. And he's going to be very, very red in the face from laughing so hard. And we've got plenty of uh, unrendered Elon mocking going on this week. Because I, I don't think he was actually at the Grand Prix. I don't think he was there. I think he, yeah, I, I've done some sleuthing. Yeah. I know sleuthing is normally his thing. I've done some sleuthing. I picked up the mantle. <laughs> and right, we, will right. get, we will get to that eventually. But before we do, we've got, we've got plenty to talk about tonight. We've got uh, the return. We've got some events coming back. Uh, we've got the reveal of the first players invited to the Red Bull Kumite. Um, and there's been some dialogue about that over the last few hours because it's Tuesday in the FGC, and that's what happens. Uh, we'll also be talking about the potential return of a beloved game that is allegedly in active development right now. Uh, we'll let you know which one. Uh, but before we get to that, and, and we've got a big Skullgirls event that we're going to be talking about. Uh Big, big one coming up this weekend. Uh, before we get that, this sounds so weird. I need you to throw it to me. Um, You know what's weird, Steve, is we've been talking this whole, an entire time, but we haven't done 
a tournament recap. Can you talk about the events that we've seen so far this week and what their results were? You cool. You awesome. You a real one. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, let's start off with some CPT action because we had uh, the Nordic and Baltic Capcom Pro Tour event this past weekend. Uh, it looked for a while that Phenom was going to take it. He won the winner's final. He was up in the grand final, but uh, Rick Mons Barnett ran it all the way back, won the reset. He is going to Capcom Cup, and for the first time in the Street Fighter V era, Phenom is not. Phenom finishing second, low high, and Yanzai rounding out the top four, but you've also got uh, some... Other players like Maumas, uh, who did really well in the Intel World Open, Veggie, Dr. Gulag, Shady, uh, those last two always in the mix when you're talking about uh, CPT online events in this region. And Rickman's is someone who is also in the mix usually, but Phenom has been so strong. Uh, but this time it was the Swedes' day, so we will see him hopefully at Capcom Cup. Uh, let's kick it over to the next event. Uh, let's stay in Street Fighter, though. Street Fighter League Japan. Uh, they had a few rounds since we were last in their presence. Um, it was a good day, good couple of days for Tokido's Roto Z squad. Uh, picking up the 3-1 win over Shinobiism and getting a 2-2 draw uh, with Detonation. They are on top of the standings with 15 points. Uh, good 8 squad on 13 with a game in hand. Uh, there will be more action to come this week. Oh, I'm really excited to see how this ends up resolving. It looks like first and second place are really, really close. There is a large chance of an upset from this, huh? Yeah, if you look at it, it's like first and third, uh, you know, first and third are right up in there. And then everyone else is separated by just three points. Yeah, it's it, it looks like there is a big chance for upsets. I'm very excited to see how this ends up. So plenty of action to go there. Um, do you have your balloons ready? Do you have? I your, do, Steve. Why do you, do you ask? Let, let, let's throw some balloons for Team UIU. Okay, okay. They okay. finally won. They finally won. Give them a round of applause. Team UIU, their second season in Street Fighter League US. They went 0-10 last year. Jeez. Lost their first two of this campaign, but they fought to get the 3-2 win over Nordavend. So they are officially off the schneid. Uh, the other week three matchup saw Vodafone push their record to 2-0 with a 3-2 win over PG. Mm -hmm. So still early days, but UIU, they are not going to Detroit Lions it this year. That's that's so rough to see because UIU usually has a really strong showing in Tekken, and we're just not seeing it in Street Fighter this 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 time around, huh? Yeah, and it's not like they have weak players. 
No, they don't. <laughs> they don't have. They do not have weak players. UIU does not. They they are very picky with who they have on their team. Let's say that, and it's it's insane to me to see uh, this performance from them. But uh, you know, anything can happen. Absolutely, and there's still plenty of action to go because it's only week four. We're only starting to get in the third round or the third round of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's go. Yeah, there's still a long way to go, so they may be in the playoff mix uh, when it's all said and done, but not quite yet. Uh, let's let's go over to, to a different game. Uh, let's talk about Guilty Gear Ooh. because this past weekend we saw an online qualifier. For Red Bull Kumite, uh, the uh, for Guilty Gear Strive, uh, as we said last time we were on the air, three games to be contested. Uh, last chance qualifiers for Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven will take place on site, but the Guilty Gear Strive tournament took place this past weekend. Uh, Diaphone, pack your bags. You're going to Vegas, uh, taking an Overazo in the grand final. Mira rounding out the top three and surprising name uh, in fourth place. Hotashi, the Evo champion. Not so much surprising that they finished fourth, but surprising that they're in the last chance qualifier, which means they're not in, they aren't invited in that eight player field. I'm I'm I I, I want to say this because I feel like there have been some words thrown out at Hatashi recently for his performance um, inside of this event. And what I will say is that Hotashi is a very strong player. I feel like Hotashi embodies the best of the fighting game community and what I feel like the fighting game community is moving towards as players. Um, I'm really proud of his performance this past year. And even if he didn't necessarily qualify for the event, I feel like he has more than showcased the fact that he is a competitor in his own right and is able to hang with some of the best of the best inside of this game and many other anime-based games. Um, So while it's unfortunate that we won't see him inside of the Red Bull Kumite, um, I honestly feel as though it's it's Red Bull's loss at that point, to be very honest with you. Um, Because I feel like Hotashi is a a player that should have been invited and shouldn't have had to have compete for that right to be very honest with you but i'm 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 happy i'm happy that he was able to get an opportunity to showcase still you know yeah and i i think we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more when we go into the list of players who have been extended uh an invite um but um no if i i i'll have to look at my phone uh, because I, okay, so so the technical wizardry that I I talked about. Um, normally Elon hosts the show. Mm-hmm, normally mm-hmm. Elon runs the show. Mm-hmm. This time Steve's running the show, and uh, the lovely software that Elon uses to uh to run the show, VMix, great, uh, we love it. Yeah, we do. We bought one license. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Me and Alon is... do not share. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's two hundred fifty. Uh, I I forget the exact amount, but it's like three it's times money. the amount to uh, to have multiple. 
And uh, so I had to scramble to get uh, the setup a little, you know, as close within Streamlabs as possible. Uh, that's why you don't see the five topics underneath, but you do see that nice, lovely ticker that I was able to set up. What I will say for you, Steve, while you're checking your phone for the very imperative message that I sent you previously, um, I'm just going to say that this layout looks amazing. And for everybody listening to us, I highly, highly recommend mashing that follow button and maybe that subscribe button if you're feeling so raunchy because each and every one of your dollars that goes into our stream does help with our production. Now, let me tell you something. Being on Best of V Show has been so enlightening for myself as both an internet personality, a fighting game player, and a content creator that I am so happy to always bring you all these weekly moments with both Steve and Elon, even when he's not here. And you may be thinking to yourself, Sharpie, are you vamping right now to give Steve more time to see the imperative message you sent to him on Discord? And that would be correct. But what you would be disregarding is the fact that Kwanzai has just subscribed for 47 months, and we are so appreciative for that. All of your money helps so, 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 so much. I see Ace King Offsuit has also subscribed for 45 months, and that's kind of wild. So I just want to say thank you to everybody out here supporting us. Thank you to everybody following us on not only Spotify, but YouTube, Twitch, and SoundCloud. We appreciate all of it. And Steve has now seen my message, so I'm going to move forward with this conversation. Can we... Can, look, if you are... If you're looking for a personality to host a show, that was some top-tier vamping right there. That was... I tell you, S it felt pre-recorded, right? <laughs> that was... It's all staying in the podcast. All of it. Every single second of it. Um... Let's, you know, and I think you should be rewarded for your efforts. So let's talk about Skullgirls. Ah, yay! Oh my gosh, I didn't expect this to come through at all. What exactly is going on in Skullgirls right now, Steve? I'd love to elaborate on it, but give me, give me somewhere to shoot. Give me, well, a, give me a target. Well, we're, it's still the recap. So we're talking about the event that finished up this past weekend. Uh, the Fall Blockbuster. Of the oh, the girls. fall blockbuster of which I, I I actually commentated the qualifiers. That wouldn't happen to be the same fall, fall blockbuster. And at this point now, I'm just vamping to see the graphics coming up on the screen. But that wouldn't be the same fall blockbuster where we saw amazing talent, such as Evil Genius Sonic Fox taking first, Attack Mode Swift Fox Dash coming through in second, PME, uh, an underdog here, taking third in Triviality. Some may know them best for qualifying for Skullgirls EVO Online 2021 this year in fourth place. What a crazy roundup indeed. And of course, these standings actually were affected by this blockbuster. This blockbuster yet again being the very last Skullgirls event in 2021 for the championship series to be continued in 2022. This put up quite a few changes inside the post. We saw Triviality come up to second place, dethroning Cloud King from his previous spot in second place. We have Sonic Fox in first with 2,550 points. Triviality in second with 2,335 points. Cloud King in second with 2,035 points. To Kill Sage rounding up fourth with 1,550 points. And Swift Fox Dash coming in in fifth place with 1,510 points. I would say, Steve, maybe we should talk a little bit about that, but I would be regressed because then I would continue talking and not stop. And some would say that's both my best and worst feature to be patched out soon. The, the Sharpie launch party never ends. It's launch party or a day. 
I'm proud of that one. I'm actually very proud of that one, Steve, because I got yes, to the point in that, like. <laughs> it was that tournament that we were talking about. Crazy, but, you know, crazy. Since you covered it so well, let's keep it going uh, with some more action. Uh, let's talk about, I, I just unhid a picture instead of hiding a picture. Let's talk <laughs> about Dragon Ball Fighter, shall we? Ooh, because, what happened with Dragon Ball now? Uh, we had the European, uh, the Europe one region had their online Tenkaichi matchup, uh, this past weekend. This was France, Luxembourg, and I believe Switzerland, but it was all France, all France top eight. Noka getting the win, uh, Vesprim in the grand final as well, but it was Noka's day. Kasuga and Silverblades rounding out the top four. Uh, you you see some familiar names such as Kane in that top eight as well. Uh, there's one more uh, event in that series uh, which we'll get to in what to watch. Uh, but before mm. we before we get there, we've also got some Smash to cover. Ooh, what happened in Smash this week, Steve? We had a pair of regional finals on the Smash World Tour uh, mm. on the melee side of things. Mm. Uh, the top the, these were both regions where the top eight finishers uh, made it to uh, qualified for the um, for the global finals so you see Big Lef, Leffen getting the win uh, in the European regional final Trip and Pipsqueak or Triff excuse me and Pipsqueak rounding out the podium but all eight players listed there uh, uh, including Professor Pro, Frenzy, Ice, Jaw Riding, and Nikki, they are all headed, or they have all qualified, at least, for the global finals. As have the top eight of the North America West region. Uh, that was won by PG Plup, who took it over as fat in the oh, grand yo, final. Oh, yeah, shout out to Plup. Let's go, Plup. Okay. So, so we've got, we've got, them in the top two, but we've got quite, we've got a strong top three of player names this week. Can I just take this opportunity really quickly to just say my sincerest apologies to Bobby Big Balls or Triple B as I like to call him. He's actually an MDVA native um, and he's been competing, I believe now for a minimum of seven years inside of Melee. He's relatively young, uh, but it's uh, it's nice to see his name up here inside of such a, a strong list of competitors. Uh, it's really unfortunate that he wasn't able to make it through. But uh, uh, just my consolation to that person who happens to be from my region, because um, I, I was actually, to be very honest with you, kind of hoping to see them in top eight. Not going to lie. You know what? Uh, th- they're in top three of the names this mm. week. Because you've nice. got Bo- Bobby Big Balls, who tied for 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Kalamazoo, who... <laughs> Tied for eight, tied for seventh, and qualified for the finals. And you've got face roll, captain face roll. Excuse me. He never had a chance against face roll, dude. You know that that's a, that's a strong top three of names right there. Mm-hmm. But those eight players are all qualified for the global finals. That's half the melee field. It's it's really strong. It's a really strong showing for sure. Um, I know. I know. I haven't to be very honest, watched competitive Melee in quite some time, so I'm really only familiar with a, a couple of very local, very prestigious names, but it, it, it's it's going to be it's gonna be a showdown for sure. It, it will be, if you're, if you're into Melee, um, 
you've had plenty of great action to check out there. And there's still more to come. Because mm -hmm. guess what? We finally got the What to Watch graphic back. Ooh! What is there in store for us later this week and this weekend, Steve? I have to ask. Well, we've got plenty of uh, Street Fighter League action. You've got uh, Japanese League on Thursday. You've got the U.S. League on Thursday as well. Um, you've got a couple of events this weekend, including the NA East uh, Smash Melee uh, Regional Final. Now, you know, Steve, I'm looking this weekend, and I actually see an event here that seems near and dear to my heart, an event that I would be remiss if I didn't speak about and seem surprised about. On Saturday, I'm seeing the Capcom Pro Tour Japan 3 starts for Capcom Fighters. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, that is going to be a fun one to watch. So that's Friday night into Saturday morning. Uh, mm. You've got the rescheduled Europe 3 uh dbfz online event so spain italy portugal they had their event postponed that was supposed to take place uh a few weeks ago uh but that is going to take place this coming weekend uh you've got more japanese street fighter league on monday uh we've got one other we've got uh i didn't have room for it on this graphic but the uh first qualifier for Arc Revo Europe, Middle East, and Africa is this weekend. It's on Sunday. And there's one event in particular that I want you to talk about here. Steve, I can't imagine what that event is, to be honest with you. We already have such a jam-packed weekend. The only thing I could possibly think of that could fill that gap would probably be I don't know, um, a 256-man tournament inside of like some game like Skullgirls that would be both hosted in an online and offline format with amazing, like, I don't know, sketch comedy videos, documentary series, awesome funding from Autumn Games, the publisher of, like, some small game named Skullgirls. And, like, if it was the recap, or even, like, a pre- or, or even, like, a remade tournament that happened last year hosted by someone inside of the Skullgirls community who's been rallying for it inside the Midwest, like, I don't know. BG Callisto. I, I just can't imagine something like that happening this weekend, though, right? That'd be kind of crazy. That would be crazy. But you know what? We're crazy. <laughs> one more once. Tell us about one more once. One More Ones is actually the very second tournament exclusively for Skullgirls. Some of you all may be very familiar with it because last year uh, I actually commentated that with a previous developer for Skullgirls as well as Kai Kennedy, uh, and it was hosted on twitch.tv slash bgcalisto. It was a, an amazing tournament, uh, really awesome showcasing of Skullgirls, but, you know, we didn't get such great press of it. Um, BG Callisto, shoutouts to him, brought back the tournament, got funding from Autumn Games, got funding from Future Club Dev, and from Hidden Variable, as well as from Combo Breaker, and they're bringing the event back to showcase Skullgirls for the ultimate game that it is, which is most an amazing game online and offline, and the tournament will be held online with an amazing offline production crew, myself included. So myself, Decator, Kai Kennedy, and NCV will all be on site, uh, specifically commentating this event, from a production home, which BG Callisto will be showcasing in the tournament in, and I'm incredibly excited to be covering that this Saturday. Oh, in addition, I'm so sorry, uh, Hold Back to Block, otherwise known as the Bestabon on Twitter, has actually taken a few moments to gather uh, a series of documentary 
and uh, information from a lot of people across the country involved in Skullgirls and has created quite a few videos they'll be showcasing throughout the stream. So it will actually be not only just a tournament, but also uh, really awesome sketch comedy, really awesome documentaries, and even more amazing history from Skullgirls inside of this moment. I'm just so incredibly excited to it. It's such a welcome back to online from online events to offline events for me and i am so honored to be a part of it and to be commentating it Whew. it's crazy that an event like that exists right but, especially for Skullgirls. like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold you steve like i love the game i'm just always very surprised no. when more people <laughs> yeah you know i don't think anyone knew this about me but i love skull girls that's <laughs> that hold on i need to Ooh. You process that. <laughs> I'm getting the vapors here. I'm just always really surprised when production comes out like this because I think it's always a really good way. And this probably brings us into the very next topic that we'll be going over after this tournament. But offline tournaments have been very slowly coming back into the landscape. Have you noticed that as well, Steve? I have. It's been, um, you know, obviously we're looking at uh, you know a changing of rules regarding gatherings and whatnot within the United States um, and actually we're starting to see uh, ch changing of the rules from people coming into the United States mm -hmm. um, and the first little bit of that uh, that we learned about is the initial lineup for uh, Red Bull Kumite uh, Red Ooh. Bull Gaming has been uh, revealing. Um, <laughs> has been revealing up. that it's growing up, some would say, that it's maturing, and some would even say shout outs to Grow Up Mike for subscribing for 39 months. He states, Holy cow, how long has it been? What year is it, my good friend? It is your year. Thank you so much for supporting Best of V Show, and thank you so much for your continued support for an amazing show, an amazing digest show, and honestly, Steve's only court-required mandated uh, event that he has to do every single week. So he, he appreciates it, I'm sure. Right, Steve? We, we weren't supposed to talk about that. And I, I'm just realizing that I don't have the graphic ready, and I am slightly annoyed by that dang it but um red bull has been revealing the initial players uh the initial list of players that will that have been uh invited to compete at red bull kumite las vegas uh in november and we have it's going to eventually be a field of 16 street fighter players eight Tekken players and eight Strive players. Um, on the, on the uh, Street Fighter the, the Street Fighter 5 side of things, uh, Big Bird, IDOM, Mena RD, and Mono mm -hmm. are the first four players confirmed to compete. Uh, in Tekken, you've got Book and Cuddlecore. Mm, I'm so happy for Cuddle. That's awesome. I, I, I'm happy to see Cuddlecore here. I'm happy to see Book. Uh, book someone who like Thailand doesn't get the shine that that Korea and Japan do, but yeah. book is legit and cuddle is legit as well. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Uh, and Guilty Gear Strive, two players have been revealed for that. Uh, I bon believe there was some controversy behind that, right, Steve? Yes, uh, Bon Baban was announced first, 
And the second player was Sonic Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sonic Fox, very strong player, finished second in uh, EVO Online North America, uh, falling to Hotashi in the grand final. Uh, Hotashi, as we mentioned, finished finished fourth in the last chance qualifier, uh, so they did not get an invite. Um, Do we have a few moments to talk about some of the controversy coming up from that announcement? We absolutely do. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna request just a humble ten minutes to discuss this topic with you here, Steve. Ten so minutes. We, ten can, minutes. I feel like that's an adequate amount of time may, may, to discuss can, this. Can we trim it down to seven? Maybe? You know what? That's fair. That's okay. seven. Seven. We can call it seven. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my little internalized Skullgirls clock here, and the minute that it gets to Bella O'clock, I'll stop. All right? All right. But let's have this conversation. So, Steve, as you know, and as I know, Twitter is the location where we see quite a bit of conversation around topics like this. Now, obviously, I was very excited to see Sonic Fox announced for this Invitational because Sonic Fox is my ride or die when it comes to the fighting game community. I absolutely love seeing them compete, and I absolutely love seeing them winning, um, not only in terms of the game, but also in terms of their journey inside of esports. However, many people were not as excited as myself, many people bringing up the opportunity to state a reminder of the before times, uh, some would say a few months ago, when Sonic Fox had actually tweeted that they were not necessarily a fan of where Guilty Gear Strive was mechanically at that point in time, and requesting that Sonic Fox be replaced with Hotashi. Now, Steve, I assume you've heard these conversations and seeing these conversations on Twitter as well. Is that correct? Well, I've seen a little bit. Um, I've spent most of today preparing uh, this, so mm-hmm. I haven't been quite as engaged as uh, I may have liked. Um, I fair. did see, you know, I, l- let me go with my personal take on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that, that Hotashi won't be there because just on principle, you feel that, the Evo champion is obviously there, you know, say what you want about Evo, Mm -hmm. but in terms of, you know, level of competition, there aren't that many events that are on that parallel. You haven't had a whole bunch of, you know, two, 3000 player tournaments for this game or for any game, really. So Especially when, internationally, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, even if you break it down in, into North America, I think it was, like, 2,600 people registered. And even even if, like, 55% of it was DQ, that's still 1,200, 1,300 people yep. that you got to go through. Um, I feel like that should be worth something, you know. I. But on the flip side, I saw uh, someone compare it to the NBA, where, mm. you know, we're coming off a season where the two the two best records were held by the Milwaukee Bucks, who won the championship, and the Utah Jazz. But if you look at the national uh, broadcast schedule, those aren't necessarily the two teams that are featured the most. It's going to be teams like the Knicks, teams like the Lakers, um, t- the Miami Heat, teams that have huge international yeah, presence. Huge, yeah nationwide global fan bases to bring viewers in 
uh, I, I apologize. I, I'm going to interrupt you for one moment, Go only ahead. to state that I'm happy that Sonic got in. I'm not necessarily excited about the fact that they possibly got in over Hotashi. Um, but what I will state is that there's still time, obviously, for them to announce that Hotashi is inside of the lineup. I think that them announcing Sonic Fox as the first American player makes sense to me because of everyone that is currently competing inside of this game. While I feel like Hotashi has obviously showcased that they are a very strong player. And like I said before, I love Hotashi personally as a person. Hotashi is a very, very kind person. Hotashi is actually someone inside the community that I said previously that I still feel personifies the fighting game community and what we're moving towards in general. Um, but compared to Sonic Fox, similar to the analogy you, you stated previously, if I were in charge of Red Bull's marketing and I was like, you know, Hotashi didn't make it in the qualifiers, but let's invite them anyway. And I had an opportunity to announce all the American players. Let's just say everybody else for this invitational is not American and that it's only going to be Hotashi and Sonic Fox for the two for the two American players, I would still announce Sonic Fox first. And that's just because Sonic Fox as a name, as a personality, as a quote unquote brand is significantly larger. And that's not any slight to Hotashi. Um, that's just kind of the facts of the matter. Uh, I think that there is unfortunately a very large aspect of some of the hatred and vitriol that we're seeing underneath the announcement of Sonic Fox um, where they are a, where where a couple of commenters and some people are taking the opportunity to mayhaps do the same thing that we saw in Evo, which was when Hotashi won, many people took that opportunity to kind of be like, well, this is why trans right is trans rights don't matter, or a this is why attaching more to it than just you know making it exactly. bigger than Sonic Fox, bigger than Hotashi. Exactly, and I feel like that's where a lot of the controversy in and of itself lies, because I personally feel that while both players are very talented and both players, I feel, both deserve to be inside of this Invitational, um, I don't like that discourse. I don't like it at all, and it really kind of sickens me as a, as a person um, inside this community to see that conversation going on, and I want to take this moment just very briefly to state that when you do see conversations like this happening, it's very important that we as a community call it out and make it known. If, you're, if, if your issue is that you feel as though Sonic doesn't deserve to be here because Sonic hasn't performed well enough to be here, state that. Do not state that exclusively Hotashi deserves to come here because they beat Sonic Fox inside of this tournament. Don't don't hide behind that. Just state, I think Hotashi deserves to be here, case point, period. Don't hide behind, well, this is what got Sonic gets for saying this about a game. Because the reality is there have been many other players who have said other things about games and they are never held to their words. And in that event, I just want to go ahead and CC Leffen and see if y'all keep the same energy for all of that. All right, that's all I'm gonna do. And my moment is over. Cerebella is coming very close to conchoing me, and I'm not gonna allow her. <laughs> Thank you very much for having that conversation with me, Steve. I, I will say that Hotashi did come out right, uh, like at, right after they were eliminated from mm -hmm. uh, the LCQ and said, uh, so I won't be in uh, Red Bull Kumite, but 90% chance I just fly out and just hang rather than get stuck at home, you know? And then, uh, no, I do not know why I wasn't invited, so there's no need to ask anymore. Um, See, I love Hotashi because Hotashi's real. 
Hotashi is a real person, high key. Hotashi yeah. is like Hotashi is just like me. Hotashi's just like you. Like Hotashi says what it is, straight up. Case point period. Like yeah. <laughs> and I love that energy. I love that vibe that Hotashi brings to everything. So and I will, you know, you know, so it seems almost certain that they're not going to be there as a competitor. Um, there is one little monkey that got thrown into, or monkey wrench that got thrown into the mix uh, today with uh, Joe President Joe Biden issuing an executive order uh, regarding travel into the U.S. Um, mm. So as it stands now, um, there are a list of uh, regions and nations, um, including China, India, and several others, but in for the purpose of our conversation, uh, you know, fighting game esports, most importantly, UK and uh, most of Europe, uh, the yeah. Shenzhen area, where as of right now, you cannot enter the US uh, if you've been in those co- any of those countries within uh, four, 40, uh, excuse me, 14 days oh, of wow. flying. In. So you have to leave the one those countries stay somewhere else for 14 days before you can come into the U S and there are exceptions to that. Um, but I don't think any esports uh, competitors will qualify for them. However, uh, this new executive order eliminates that 14 day period, but does require people to be vaccinated before they enter the U S. So uh, there's a chance and these these come in to effect on November 8th, which is about five days before Red Bull Kumite. Mm. So now, if you look at the players who have been invited, none of them are from Europe. Yeah. That's on the table now. Do do you think Red Bull changes course? Do they, you know, did they wait to announce those players later to make it a wait and see situation? Who knows? Uh, but this is th- such a termulous situation. How many minutes do we have on the clock for this conversation here, Steve? You know what? We can take a couple more. Okay. Let's, uh, let, we'll, we want to call it 10. We want to call it five, seven, two. Let's do two. Let's do two. Okay. Cause we, cause uh, we got a few things to, to cut. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, so let's take a moment to identify the issue ultimately here, which is that in and of ourselves, like the entire vaccination process inside of the United States of America isn't going super hot (laughs) but let's also add on the filter of it's kind of unfortunate because there are many very talented players not exclusively in those regions but also in asian specifically japanese uh asian pacific regions that probably won't be able to come over either because of guidelines due to this because many planes travel through that area to come to the united states so there are a lot of layaways <laughs> from there to here, which would impede upon that process. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how much native talent they'll be calling inside of here, but I also don't think it will be. Um, I don't. I don't think it'll ultimately impact their decision as much because they just held that Kumite earlier this year through Apology Man, right? Where we had a lot of United States talent competing, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're doing it offline. Uh, from all over the world, it's a whole new can of beans, especially mm-hmm. with a situation that even now, a year and a half into this, is changing by the day. Mm-hmm. So it's still up in the air as to 
what exactly that final lineup will look like, but that's just one of the things they got to think about. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I want to see Hotashi there. You know, in game. I think we're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. And I think, especially with this new uh, ordinance or executive ordinance, it sounds as though it's more likely than it was previously. Yeah. I would be, I would be very surprised if we didn't hear of an invitation going out to Hotashi. It'd be another. It'd be another thing if Hotashi chose to uh, accept it, obviously, um, because I understand, obviously, when you're working with orgs, sometimes you get feelings, you know, like, so I wouldn't blame him for not wanting to compete, especially since uh, in the competitive world, he's been competing a lot, you know, and like, everyone says that they love competing, but when you're competing 24-7, sometimes you just want to chill with your friends. So I, I wouldn't blame him either way, but it would be fantastic to see him playing inside of this event. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, but I, I would just be happy if he was enjoying himself, honestly, yeah. you know, uh, I, I feel like so much of what we love about fighting games and the FGC is that it is in many ways more of a meritocracy than other esports. Yeah. If you're a five time champion, if you're someone who just picked up the game, you go to a tournament, you enter, you pay the same fee, you go through the same bracket uh, to earn your the chance to to win it. And, you know, Otashi won the biggest tournament there is. What more can he do? What more can he do to get opportunities like this? Uh, but we've got some other things to talk about, uh, including the potential of a game coming back. Now, this could be the kiss of life uh, from our friend uh, Maximilian, who, if you have not gone on our youtube channel and watched the interview that we did with him a few weeks ago definitely check it out it was a lot of fun it ended up on botchamania <laughs> <laughs> but um he, he, he talked a lot about marvel you know bringing back mvc2 mm-hmm. but he has also talked about bringing back another game that may be in the works, and I am talking about Killer Instinct. <gasps> what? So, KI was released uh, for the Xbox One in 2013. And we saw, you know, ver- uh, multiple seasons of it, uh, first through Double Helix, then Iron Galaxy. Uh, and then it kind of you know, faded off, you know, active support in terms of DLC ended. And, you know, it still has a very passionate fan base. It's still of a much beloved game. Um, and a lot of people want to see it back. And it sounds like they may be getting their wish. Uh, this comes from uh, Special Nick, uh, Nick Baker, who is uh, from Xbox era. Uh, This comes from last week's episode of the Xbox Era podcast, where he was talking about the return of a series. And uh, here's what he had to say. Quote, what I've been told is that, yes, Killer Instinct is in active development. (gasps) It's not just coming back. It is in active development at the moment. Uh, He went on to say, Even Phil, uh, referring to Phil Spencer, who is the Mm -hmm. chief of Xbox, even Mm -hmm. Phil said, 
we're not done with Killer Instinct. We're looking for the right partner, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> for anyone asking me, I don't know the studio. I don't, uh, I am trying to find out the studio. I don't know the studio. But I was allowed to say that Killer Instinct is in active development. End quote. Yo, God bless Nick Baker for bringing us this news. I My favorite line there, as someone who works with game publishers, is, but I am allowed to say Killer Instinct is an act of development, because that is really how it be. They'd be like, you can't say any of this, but you can say this one line, and then all you have to do is just hope that one line is enough to satisfy people. It Shout never out is. To Nick Baker. It, it never, never is. is. I can promise you that man was accosted with several other questions that he really wanted to answer and he was not able to <laughs> i could i could almost assure you that happened <laughs> so but that's that's so fantastic steve what does this mean for killer instinct fans now we have a killer instinct world tour already in production yeah. through uh brandon alexander the yeah. person who who brought us the ki tour previously combo breaker has already announced that it'll be coming back next year we have several KI personalities like Nikki FGC, Pink Diamond, and even people. Pink Diamond. Uh, yeah, she, Pink Diamond is is one. She right? is but, ridiculous. <laughs> she is, she's nasty. If you've dude. never seen her play, check. Oh man. Even people, even people like um like Rick are all excited about the prospect of Killer Instinct coming back. What does this mean for them, Steve? Well, I mean, the first question is. Are we talking about a uh, a next gen remake, a next gen mm. revamp, or are we talking about a brand new game in the series? See, I That's like that question. question. Yeah, because we have to remember that the last time they came out with Ki that Ki that was a remake. You know, same name, everything. Well, uh, it was a remake, but it was sort of like that new. Hollywood angle where like if you're if you're making a new entry in the series but you want to say you're starting over you just yeah. yeah you know like this is Halloween this is Scream mm -hmm. this is Final Destination which I've never figured out how you can have like seven different Final Th Destinations because that implies you got one <laughs> like, not, like super I, I serious focus. this time this is the real final, final destination. No like, items. I will turn Fox this only. car around to our final destination if you do not stop talking. <laughs> but this poses the question of enough time has gone by from the first KI remake that they could justify making a Killer Instinct 2 and having a strong enough fan base to carry it. Do you think that the production team who works with microsoft is considering that just personally we're just rifting here we're speculating purely speculation at this point in time we have not heard anything from microsoft officially we have not heard anything from double helix we have not heard anything from iron galaxy mm -hmm. um it's important for me to to put that out there um i would say what it would mean is there it's it's going to be very tight uh, very up in the air. Um, I feel like it will have even an even better chance to succeed this time. Mm. Because if you remember the, the model that they used, it was a free-to-play game mm -hmm. 
that was that you had the rotating free character and if you wanted to keep them you could pay and um but it was Xbox One exclusive. Yeah. It was ne- that launch initially was never about making Killer Instinct as big as possible. It was using Xbox it was using Killer Instinct to make the Xbox as big as possible. Now some would some would say, myself included, that it sounds as though there's a similar marketing plan for the game revolving around the release of the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. Who knows? I mean, I would hope... Purely since speculation. It became, since yeah. it came out eventually on PC, I would hope that it's at least, you know, Xbox and PC so that more people have a chance to play it. Um, I hope that they continue to... Uh, it, learn from the lessons that they saw from how good the netcode was and how much that of a difference that made into the success of the game because that game is still getting played to this day hardcore you know yeah. Rotendo Rotendo in chat is he'll let you know but they're like there's so much love for KI out there um, and I feel like it was so well done Yes. You know, you through can both do- seasons, through all the seasons consecutively, through design points, through development, all of it. And, and if you've not already, I would like to go ahead and give a shout out once again to Hold Back the Block, who did a fantastic documentary yeah. on the development of that series into the game it is today. But Steve, please continue. I, I was going to say, you can, you know, when, whenever you talk about fighting games, there's always that question of, you know, is this what you should do? You know, you know. Are, are these mechanics good? You know, the, the, the combo breaker system is something that a lot of people just do not want in their game. You know, and no matter what, they won't be sold on it. But I feel like KI, they, they knew what they wanted to do, and they executed that so well in the look of the game, the design of the game, the sound of the game, the music, the dynamic soundtrack that you know that build and and you know that ebbed and flow as the match that ebbed and flowed um i feel like there is so much potential here to to just absolutely knock it out of the park hopefully they do so multi-platform this time hopefully fingers crossed i you're oh sorry sorry i'm inclined to agree with you on that point and for certain, I feel like, especially with games like Project L coming out and and very possibly exclusively being a PC type game, if if what we're kind of speculating about is correct, it would be really strong if Killer Instinct were to release in 2022 or even 2023 with a PC option for people. That'd be amazing, obviously. Um, because we would have a really large fighting game community exclusively on PC at that point with the launch possibly of Project L. Yeah. So it, 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 it does feel like it's going to be, you know, once that game comes out, it is going to be a, a, at least the potential for it to be a different sort of FGC universe out there. So For sure. But I amazing, feel... amazing segment. I'm really yeah. excited about this game, Steve. And I feel like I need to build on this. Hmm. Because I have some possibly related news Ooh. to the to the reveal of a potential new entry in the Killer Instinct series. Um, so you'll notice that Alan 
was not here, is not here. He, well, some would say he's not here exclusively in the idea of Schrodinger's cat, which is to say he could be on a camera out of view right now in a world that both exists and does not exist. But yeah, sure, he's not here right he's now. He's not here. Um, allegedly, it's because he was at uh, the Formula One Grand Prix race that took place in Austin, Texas this past weekend. Um, and he's recovering, you know? He, and if that's what happened, you know, if that's where he went, he absolutely deserves it. Because he's been busting his butt for us on the show. He's been busting his butt at work. Um, he absolutely deserves a vacation. But I don't think that's what he did. Steve, I... are you suggesting that the host of the show, Elon, the host of the Best of V show, may have been lying to us? I don't think he was lying to be mean. I think he was trying to leave some breadcrumbs. Let me explain. So, let's start by taking a look. I've put on my sleuthing hat for this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start. I'm excited for this segment. Oh, before we start, let me just sing the song that we always sing before we go into speculation. Yes. <clears throat> this is our detective song. Nothing we're gonna say is right or wrong. Just keep a grain of salt in with this detective work. Okay, cool. Okay, I might need to get Sandman Sam come out with the hook. Yes, I got a Showtime at the Apollo reference in. Gosh, Hashtag it. I black excellence. I was not pitchy. <laughs> I refuse it. I refuse. You you try it, okay? You try oh. not to be pitchy. Thank you, grown-up Mike, for clapping. I appreciate that. So, I, I think that might have been a sarcastic clap. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at Elon's Twitter. Because, you know... I'll say this, mm -hmm. when, when he, you know, this past weekend, how much talking did he do in the group chat? You know, you know, now that I think about it, he was, he was, he was, he was saying quite a few things inside the group chat this weekend, wasn't he? He, he, he? Well, before, before, like up to Thursday. And then once Thursday hit, nothing. Yeah. He just kind of, he kind of seemed to like have disconnected all of his internet stuff whatsoever. And, and he claimed that there was a lack of internet at the venue from too many people trying to get How in. could there be a lack of internet when they have cars? That doesn't I, even make sense. I don't know. But, but let's, let's <laughs> My dive into this. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> let's, let's dive into this. So if you go on to Elon's Twitter, you will see various videos various pictures of what he purports to be his experience uh, getting into the Formula One paddock, checking out cars. You know, he has a photo. That looks of, photoshopped to me. That does. All of this looks very photoshopped. You uh, know what's crazy is I can tell based off the ways that those clouds are forming back there. That, that looks like a actually clone tool. That's what I'm exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. It feels as though he just went to a planetarium somewhere, and recorded a picture of him holding a glass, and then photoshopped out all of the planetarium stuff. Uh, you know, I, to be very honest with you, I'm gonna have to consult with my friends inside the flat Earth group because they're they're more they're better at me than determining this. Shit. 
stuff, but just off my very basic eye and off of literally installing Photoshop on 17 different computers, I can tell you that this is very easily Photoshopped. Also, by the way, for our younger viewers, that was apple juice. Yeah, I don't think Elon drinks because he's a lizard, he's a lizard person. But he so that's did, another conversation. I yeah. will say he did uh, post what he purports to be a video from the track. Let's take a look at that. Yep. Yeah, just walking on the track. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. So, so case closed, right? He has a video. It's done. I don't know about that, honestly, Steve. If you if you look in that video, some of the words there appear to be backwards, and I happen to know that if you record with your phone camera onto Twitter, it usually records it the right way. So we would be able to read those words, but they're backwards, which means he's recording it through the native phone application and then editing it on Twitter, which makes sense if he's using Premiere in order to edit this. Everyone, I am on a roll. They're coming for me. They are going to come for me. Which, but none of that makes sense because he's not a video editor. Except if you go on to Elon's, uh, his LinkedIn, guess what? Elon, <gasps> video editor. Oh my gosh. We Steve. can't trust nothing. Oof. We can't trust nothing. So the question is, if he's not actually at the track, mm -hmm. where is he for real? Where in the world is Elon? So, so I went through a list of worldwide conventions uh, mm. via fancons.com. Uh, there, there were a couple that jumped out to me, uh, including the biggest little fur con. You know Which what's crazy Sonic about Fox that? Sonic Fox was there this week. It's it's so crazy you say that, Steve, because right before Elon left, he asked me if he could borrow my shampooer, and he wouldn't tell me what it was for, but when I got it back, there was a bunch of green hair inside of it. That that, that that's possible. There was also that's weird, right? There was also the Ponyville Cider Fest, uh, mm. which is a celebration of my Little Pony Friendship is Magic by fans for fans. Mm. So my, so both of those are um, fandoms that you wouldn't necessarily want to put forward uh, if you don't, if, you know, if, if you're not comfortable with someone. So it's mm -hmm. possible that he's hiding one of those two. I don't think that's it, though. Let's go back to Elon's Twitter. Because if you go back a few more days, there are there is a video that he retweeted uh, about a crane shot from the movie Soy Cuba back mm. from 1964. I'm not gonna play it because the, you know copyright. Yes, yeah. but I did look up what was going on in Cuba that weekend, and. What I found was that uh, Havana was hosting the Havana Theater Festival. So that includes uh, a bunch of plays and artistic endeavors all throughout the city of Havana. <gasps> and you know what's crazy about that, Steve? The word theater has seven characters in it, right? Yes. Dogecoin has seven characters in it. That has eight. And... 
this ends on October 27th. See, see, that's see. The only problem with that is Dogecoin has eight, so that's not the way you go. That's not the way you go. But I was so close, man. I was, I was so close. But to think it. about this: what, what theater production in Havana got a whole lot of attention this week? That's right, what? Rent. Uh, <gasps> because of the movie Revolution Rent, this is a movie that tracked. Uh, Andy Senior Jr., who uh, directed, he, he both directed this film and he directed the play uh, Rent, the first production of it in Cuba. And it was all about uh, this, the trials and tribulations that they faced. Mm. So, if you think about it, it's Andy Senior Jr. If you treat him with respect in Cuba, you would refer to him as Senior Senior. Junior. Mm. Who else would you refer to as Senior Senior Junior? Mr. Peanut? No. Senior Senior Junior. The buff, tanned, boy band <gasps> loving villain from Kim Possible. <gasps> oh my god, you're right. Hold on though. Hold <gasps> on. Because he was voiced uh, by Nestor uh, Carbonell. Now, if we look up Nestor Carbonell, we find that he is uh, a Cuban-born actor. So there's that connection there. There's that mm-hmm. connection. No, that tracks. That tracks. Uh, but one of the most recent productions that he's worked on is uh, directing an episode of the series New Amsterdam. No way. Now, Steve, Steve, I feel like we're uncovering something crazy here. Now, new Amsterdam. New in Amsterdam. Where is Amsterdam? Uh, I think it's in Europe, right? Yes, it is in the Netherlands. Holland. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. What types of festivals do they have? Since the festival is the theme here. What types of festivals do they have in Holland or the Netherlands? They, uh, music festivals, right? They have some, but what is Holland known for most prominently? Marijuana. Second most prominently. Sex. Third most prominently. I don't think I can say it on camera. I can. Tulips. Tulip Festival. A stage that was originally found in Tekken Revolution and Tekken Tag Tournament. Two ladies and gentlemen, Alan left us the breadcrumbs. He has proven it out. Tekken Tag Tournament Three is confirmed. Oh my God, Steve! How am I so blind? I can't believe I didn't see this. It, it, God, he left just enough breadcrumbs, just enough breadcrumbs to make. He really the went out of his way. You y'all. If, if Elon disappears in the next week or denies this in any way, shape, or form, it's not his fault. It's because Harada told him not to ask him for that, that, You don't ask Harada for And now I'm swearing because you swore. I got to beep it anyway. I, thanks. Thanks, Elon. I'm blaming you for this. <sighs> so now that we've confirmed Killer Instinct, 
And now that we've confirmed Tech and uh, Tech and Tag Tournament three, what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Um, oh yeah, we've got a trailer. We've got a trailer. I don't know. It you sounds like Steve. <laughs> it sounds like we have some contenders for my favorite segment and your favorite segment and Chad's favorite segment that I love to call block grab, block block grab, block grab. Yeah, that's the one. Am I right, Steve? But Steve is setting up this segment, right? Block grab, block grab. Yeah. So. We have a new trailer to check out uh, from our friends at SNK. Uh, I don't know. Can you, you can't see this, can you? Uh, I'm watching the stream. I just see my face right now. It's okay. I'm still seeing me respond, but I'm not seeing anything else. Okay. So let's uh, let. Yep. If you if you are subscribed to us, uh, you can hit us with BOV block or BOV grab. Uh, if you've never watched before, if if you like what you see, hit grab. If you don't like what you see, hit block. It's that simple. Let's <laughs> check it out from our friends at SNK. Hyder. So, Hydern in SN in uh, King of Fighters 15. Block? He looks so good. Block or grab? That's going to be a grab for me, Steve. Honestly, uh, like I've been saying this entire thing time, I think SNK's been doing an amazing job with these characters. That trailer was probably one of the most immersive character trailers we've seen thus far. I think there was really only one other that came that close. But some of the mechanics that they showed off inside of that last trailer, which is so beautiful. They had... He, he has amazing close-range combat, honestly. And that's, that's wonderful. I didn't see... Honestly, even a single, like, real grab, I want to say. Like, I think I, I, I saw something that could have been a command grab, but may not have been. It may have just been, like, a hit confirm type that, thing. That, that, that's what does it for you? That's the that's the litmus test? You know, honestly, the fact he didn't have a single command grab and just all of his normals seemed really fair. And I also really liked the feint that he had over there. Like, you saw the little visible feint that he had that looked like it was, a, like, a, a cross under low type thing. That was nasty. I love that. I love, I've been playing a lot of Melty Blood, and I have to say, the fact that Red Arc has stuff like that makes her so gross and so nasty to me. And I'm just, I'm loving seeing those fake feints inside of other games as well. So he's definitely someone I can see myself possibly playing or possibly adding onto my team as a circumstantial add. It's a, it's a, it's a grab for me, Steve. It's a grab. I, my grab is contingent on this. Mm -hmm. If he faces off against Leona. Is his pre-match quote, who's your daddy? No, Steve. If, no, if that's that the is... other man. That's the other man with the huge breasts. Remember? No, no, no. That's his father. Or that's her father. That's so the... why wouldn't, why wouldn't she, why wouldn't he canonically say, who's your daddy? That would make more sense. 
That's what I said. Who's your daddy? But he, Heinern wouldn't say that. Yeah, he would to, to just remind his daughter who her daddy is. But it's not him. You know what? I'm I'm grabbing just to frustrate you. That's because you're frustrating me. I give you all that time to talk about one more once. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. I can't always yes and you. Sometimes I have to be like, look, Steve, you've gone too far. This is Tech not, and Tag look, is never coming back. We can't justify this on the podcast again. We look. I can't because, get another season desist from, from, from Bandai, okay? Just because Alon isn't here doesn't mean the yes and rule is suspended. <laughs> This is not no but day. This is still yes and day. <laughs> I love the cast without Elon because we just get to have fun and no one stops us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You just gave me the power to clip that without context. Oh no! Elon, I, I didn't mean it. Clip this part too. Elon, I didn't mean it. I love you. You're the best part. You're not the stick in the mud. You're the... You're the quicksand in the forest that's necessary for the ecosystem. You you just said Elon's the best part while I'm the one who controls the edit. You it's are, not been a great week for me, Steve. You're damned <laughs> if you do damned if you don't. It, it looks like chat is uh, agreeing with us. There are a lot of grabs with the most notable block being Blue, who says all the SNK trailers are super boring to me. So I I, I kind of get it, you know. Th- there's that. Um, I think it's just because they're coming out every single week. Honestly, it, it's slowed down recently. It has it slowed has. down. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, no. Um, I I get I'm always it. excited. I, I I like it. I just like seeing the game in action. It looks so pretty. Me too. So I feel the pretty. same way. Whenever I see a new character, it feels as though there's a new in-game mechanic that I'm getting to see for one of the very first times or a new interactive mechanic that I get to see. So so I get it. Um, Blue is expanding a little bit more, just stating that the speed and movement of KOF doesn't necessarily appeal to them. And that's fine, because I know Blue is, is primarily an anime player. I'm an anime player as well, and KOF isn't necessarily a game that I usually gravitate towards, so I totally get it. But um, I think it's great that we can all just really appreciate this new game for what it is, which is beautiful. Yeah, even like, like I was kind of saying with KI, you know, even if the style isn't your thing, uh, you have to say that a lot of what uh, SNK appears to be trying to do here, it looks like they're succeeding in that goal. Um, For sure. Which is really great to see. Uh, really always great to see from fighting game publishers that may not necessarily have a past of doing it. You know, I think just... For what it shows us that they're attempting to do for the future, that that re- leaves me really enthusiastic, of course. As um, always, Steve. Yeah. Um, that is the only trailer we have, but there is the possibility of new trailers coming down the pipe because there are rumors that uh, we should be hearing some sort of announcement of a new character next month for, um, for Guilty Gear Strive. If you'll remember, they are they did say that they've got one more character planned for 2020. So we should be finding out at some point who that character will be. Um, well, Steve, when we get that news, we'll be able to do this segment one more once. And that segment, of course, is, as always, Blood Grab. I didn't want to pull up the clip again. Oh, okay. I was I was trying to time. I thought I did the the throw to and everything really well. It was a good throw. You know, okay. you're, you're, 
your vamp game is on point. Your throw game is on point. You know, you you've got you should be hosting this. You, I just want to say for the record, um, I know Elon's not here, so I can say some really nice things about him before we end this cast. I are you okay with me taking like the last thirty seconds to just say a a quick kind word about Elon since he's not here and can't stop me? I, I've See? got I, we've got one more thing to cover. Um, Let's cover but, the news. No, Sorry. go ahead and do that because okay. it, it's going to be going to be a little bit of whiplash if we go the other way. So that's fair. That's fair. What I was going to say is Elon takes an immense amount of time and an immense amount of work to work on the show every single week. And he doesn't always get the spotlight for that, but I would love to just say, thank you so much, Elon, for all of the effort and all the time you put into making this show amazing. Um, I know that myself and Steve have always been large supporters of your work and your art, but that's nothing compared to what you weekly bring to us every single day by not only running the cast, but by also being the host and keeping us in check so that we don't go off on tangents uh, that are both true and completely factual in nature. Um, so just in general, Elon, thank you for everything you do, and we hope you're okay, buddy. Also, if Harada's holding you up at gunpoint, blink four times. No one can hear you. Why four? Why not, like, two? I mean, if he's gonna do it, he might as well get some exercise, you know? <laughs> That's true. Um... We're going to close things on a bit of a sad note uh, because over the past couple weeks, we have unfortunately lost a couple of uh, members of the FGC. Um, last week, we learned of the death of Jack Gordon, known in the community as Flash G, um, one of the old school pillars. Uh, you, you even... Even up to the end, you saw him playing. Uh, you saw him playing some third strike. You saw him playing some second impact, some alpha two. Um, there's clips on YouTube of him, of him just doing damage uh, <laughs> at Chinatown Fair. Um, if if you've been in the community, you know there's so many people, especially on the East Coast, uh, or who came up through the East Coast. Uh, who were touched by Flash G. Um, so his presence will be missed. Um, also, earlier this week, we, we learned of uh, the passing of Anas Humaid, uh, uh, also known as Kefteros. He is, uh, he, along with Takamur, uh, helped founded the uh, event Brussels Challenge, which has become such an important part of, you know, it's been part of the Capcom Pro Tour, Tekken World Tour. Um, it's such a big part of the Belgian FGC, the Euro European FGC as a whole as well. Um, and he just, he did so much for the Belgian scene in particular, but the European scene as well. Um, we send nothing but love to, uh, to their families, their loved ones, and everyone who uh, touched were touched by their lives, um, and it's just a reminder to if you love somebody, if you care about somebody, let them know. Yeah, um, Sharpie, I I appreciate you. I love you for everything you do. Uh, this is honestly one, of, even though it's a lot of work, this is one of the highlights of my week. Uh, and I'm glad that I get to share it with you and Elon and 
everyone in chat, the regulars, the one, the people who pop in every now and then. Um, this is something that some weeks has kept me sane. Um, so I really appreciate you. I love you guys. Um, yeah. Honestly, same, Steve. And I just want to say, while I didn't unfortunately know uh, the previous people that we mentioned that passed, uh, I just want to say I appreciate all of the time and energy that they put into making the scene what it is now inside of their respective areas, which have ultimately culminated in many people experiencing the fighting game community and finding camaraderie, friendship, and, and companionship inside of this scene. And Steve, likewise, I love you very much, brother. I love you. I love Elon. I love Ace Queen Offsuit. Um, this show is such a pleasure to be on, and it's it's. I'm always very, very grateful for the opportunity to be able to come here and just speak to you for even an hour and a half every single Tuesday, honestly. It's, it's genuinely, genuinely been a very big highlight of the past decade of work that I've been able, so honored to be a part of. And much like Steve said, never wait until someone is no longer here or no longer in your presence to remind them how much you care about them, how much you appreciate their existence and how much you appreciate them as a person because it matters. And it's not always something that you'll be able to share with someone. So unfortunately, um, life is finite and that's part of what helps uh, the human experience become so beautiful is the fact that it is finite um, and that it is not infinite. In that instance, I wish nothing but happiness and healing to their loved ones and their families and to anyone who knew them. Um, I'm, I, I, I genuinely hope that you're able to find peace and I hope that you know that they are also um, in, a, in a peaceful place now, right? And uh, I think on that note, uh, that's going to be our time this week. Um, thank you for being part of my life for this 90 minutes, for these past years that I've been in, in this. Um, thank you all so much for joining us, Sharpie. Thank you for being here. Alon, thank you for letting us have some fun you know, we'll poke a little at fun your at expense you. as always. As we always. love you, he's man. Such we, a great sport. We, he's gonna he's gonna really listen to the show it. and love it. <laughs> but you know what, Steve? I just have to say, every real show has a sign off phrase. Rest well, everybody.